Welcome to episode 22 of the Box Lots Podcast. And this is a really interesting episode. We're going to be talking about the first race of the new 2023 season. Uh, I'm here with James Bahrain. What did you think, first instances? I thought that it was actually a very good way to start the new season. I think that um, whilst, whilst 2022 started with a bang, and kind of fizzled out maybe towards the end. Definitely didn't have the same fire as 2021. But 2023 is shaping up to be a very interesting new season because we've had several um, several teams jumping up, several, several teams jumping back down. But let's start off with the boring news today and um, talk about the teams that have stayed the same. Yeah, which is not very many. We've been lucky that we've had quite a, a difference between certainly last year's um, so today we'll be talking, we'll start with that, uh, with the teams that have changed, uh, teams that stayed the same, then we'll go to teams that have changed, then we'll, um, <clears throat> then we'll briefly talk a little bit about the future, what we can expect from the next couple of races. Yes, so first things first, you don't need to be a genius to see this, and it's not a spoiler, you saw last season, Red Bull got an easy 1-2 ahead of Aston Martin, uh, driven by Alonso. Definitely didn't think I'd be saying that. But, um, yeah, Rebel went, uh, got away from the line in truly dominant fashion. It was a bit of a challenge from Leclerc maybe at the first corner, but that was unfortunately about as far as the challenge went. Well, even then, it was only, um, from memory, it was only Leclerc going on Perez. Um, it might be, I, I can't remember, whether, it was one of the Ferraris, whether it was Leclerc or Sainz. It was, but, def- it was definitely Leclerc. Okay, Leclerc then. But um, it was only Perez that was being challenged. So even from the off, it was... Uh, Verstappen's Verstappen's race, race to lose. Yeah, Verstappen's race to lose. His um, it, it was certainly in the hands of of Red Bull that that weekend. But even then, we saw um, we saw Sergio Perez. Uh, he wasn't able to catch up to Verstappen. Verstappen was gradually building up that lead. And this is something that I talked uh, with our guest Noah in the last episode when we talked about pre-season. That is a very good episode if you want to check that one out. Um, and I'd like to pose the same question to you. Do you think that, because there's been stories in, uh, in the recent past about uh, Red Bull creating a car tailored to Max Verstappen. Now, he's refuted these, ca- these um, claims, but what do you think? Do you think, that, um, do you think that Perez is definitely the number two driver? Yes, un- undoubtedly, because the thing is, whilst, whilst we'd love to see a perfect world where two cars are equal, it's, it would be unfair, I'm going to say this, unfair to give an advantage to the lesser driver whilst the better driver is doing the best job he can. And I'm not the biggest fan of Max Verstappen, but he is the best driver out of the two. And for the team to you know, focus on Perez um, more than him is unfair because he has been doing the job they want him to do. He's been winning races, winning championships, two in the row, and possibly even three. So why why would you change your your plan of attack if Verstappen has been so reliable in delivering this? Because whilst whilst we 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 see all these headlines about um, the new cars are going to be the new cars from Red Bull are going to be completely equal, they're going to get equal treatment. That is just to calm people down a bit but it's also uh, it's also just it's also just untrue honestly <laughs> well let's uh move down uh 
to another team that uh, stayed relatively similar, which, um, well, not exactly from last year, but from most of last season and the season before, Haas. Haas, yes, they they were fine. Yeah, they, they, were, they were fairly <laughs> average. Uh, didn't get any points, I don't think. But um, Holkenberg did well in, uh, or I think it was Holkenberg, but one of the Hasses did very well in qualifying, getting Q3, but only, I think it was Kevin yeah, Magnussen, he, actually. And he just gradually, it, it, I'm not sure which one, I think it might actually be in Holkenberg. It was Holkenberg. Yeah. yeah. I definitely saw him drop down quite a few places yeah. after the start. But if we're honest, Haas is so boring that I can't even be bothered to cover it for more than a minute. So, so. Haas and McLaren, um, sorry, McLaren and uh, and Williams. Uh, Swaps places, it seems. Yes, they, they have, because Williams are moving on up. It's, uh, it is good. I'm a, a big history fan, so to see, and I, I know James likes his, uh, his old F1 history as well. Yes. So to have a team as historic as... Um, Williams is to go up the pecking order is good, but to see there's a caveat to that to see another great British motor team in uh, McLaren falling down um, dramatically. Yeah, falling, they were back markers almost with yes. Alpine, um, but it's it was sad to see that Oscar Piastri, who um, as you can see yes. from last season's episode, is someone that James. Uh, James, I, I admire, I admire yeah, him. Admire. I appreciate his driving style. I think he's, um, he's a very talented young man. But it, it was and a disaster. Absolute it was disaster an absolute disaster. Yeah, it wasn't was, an electrical, electrical Yeah, problem. so Lando was on a six-stop strategy because he had to, uh, he had to keep... Refueling, yeah. like, um, I don't know, a gas? Yeah, so, so it was a hydraulic, hydraulic thing. Hydraulic, okay. I think for... No, I, I think it was... Um, Piastri had a hydraulic issue and... Uh, Lando had an electrical issue, but whatever it is, I'm sure that um, I'm sure in, in that factory. Well, I think it'll be like last year where they had the brake problem. That yes, they'll come back towards the end of the year, but I think the damage is probably going to ha- probably going to be done. I I agree. I agree with you, but there is there is a bit of hope on the right on the um, on the horizon in that apparently M- uh, McLaren's upgrades haven't. Um, haven't been ready in time for the first two races. Yeah, so again, we, how much truth is there in that? Because uh, that, that's what you're always going to say. That is, yes. But, uh, so it is something to look forward to in the next couple of races, and I do hope that McLaren, um, the team in Papaya, will, uh, will, will get a lot better. But um, moving on, we might as well go to Alpine. Alpine, so, yes. Um, well, they had a bit of a... Bit of a fluctuating um, race. Well, well, Pierre Gasly did quite well. Pierre Gasly got um, <laughs> he went got from P9. last to last to ninth. Last to ninth, which was very impressive. Two points on debut. Yeah, which was very impressive. And um, his first ever F1 race, not for a Red Bull team. Yes, indeed. And of course, um, on the other side of the garage, there was the um, the other Frenchman. I think these two, these two used to used to be. Bit, bitter, bitter rivals, I think. Well, it's but, um, uh, it's common knowledge in the F1 paddock that you never want to be Ocon's teammate. But yes. um, the the two just just, uh, just got just ask the f- number fourteen Aston. <laughs> yeah, Fernando Alonso had a couple of tussles, but um, in that all French outlet, it was uh, success for Pierre Gasly. Um, even though I don't think he went out for running qualifying, no. I think he had an issue. But um, then Esteban Ocon, it was just an absolute. Catastrophe yeah. for him. He, so let's go through the penalties um, for you. So the first one is 
pit box. Uh, after the, yeah, his pit box after the formation lap when uh, he's um, getting all his tyres warmed up. And he went too far in his pit box. Um, that's just a driver error. Uh, then, then he, so he got given a five-second time penalty for that, which, which he had to come into the pits for. Yes, and now the next penalty is not necessarily his fault, no, but it, um, I but think it was the team. I think that mechanic's getting fired because what happened <laughs> yeah. was immediate. So the rules of F one state you have to leave at least uh, at least five seconds before anyone touches the car, yeah. and a mechanic, as soon as it came in, just touched the car. Yeah, immediately. But the the problem as well was that uh, oh, the Alpine found out from the FIA that Ocon had been speeding in the pit lane. Yeah, trying, to gain, trying to gain up the time and therefore lost five more seconds? Uh, I think it was ten seconds. Well, it was, no, I think it was ten seconds for not serving it properly and oh, yeah. five more seconds. Overall, yeah. he lost 30 seconds, I think, just with penalties and the pit stops. And do you know how, how, uh, how um, in kilometres per hour, do you know how, how, uh, how much faster he was than the pit lane speed limit? Um, I'm going to go, take, take a wild guess, 50. 0.1 kilometers per hour. Oh, okay, I was I was quite a bit out. Yeah, but that is. So I it's absolute, those are the rules. absolute agony, but rules have to be stuck to. So we don't have long left, but let's talk about Aston Martin. Aston Martin is easily the most impo- important and interesting part yep. of the entire weekend. I'd like to talk to begin with about Lance Stroll. Um, he's not the most like drive on the grid put, no. it, put it that way because um, many people think he's, he's only in it because he, he's only got a seat because his father owns the team or funds the team um, I mean see, I mean but, Lance, Lance uh, Lawrence Stroll who's yeah. the owner of the team has denied these claims but um, obviously, obviously there's um, there are two sides of the party here F1 fans and Lawrence Stroll and we know at least one of them is lying Yeah. and the other one is the F1 fans so <laughs> Um, but the th- but the thing but the thing was he did he did drive well having having just come from minor surgery from um, his hands and I think it was his foot as well it was um, to come back in because like, there's so much g force that you have to endure in an F1 car uh, from turns which basically means that the weight on your neck uh, the weight on your the mass of your head feels larger. Um, than it well, actually it, it, it is. It is, it is larger, actually. No, the mass isn't, the weight is. Oh, the weight is, okay. Um, <laughs> physics. <laughs> um, so it's strain on the neck, uh, and that's something that's so great about Nico Hülkenberg um, coming back from two years, I think it was, out of an F1 seat, to be able to just come back like that, uh, mm. withstand that key force and drive, drive well. Um, but, yeah, so credit to Lance Stroll, um, yeah, uh, credit to Lance Stroll. He is uh, he is um, certainly not the most light driver on the grid, but he did well. Yes, but we're already stalling for time at this point. Yeah. Fernando Alonso, easy driver of the day. Yeah, definitely. He apart took, from maybe Pierre Gasly, but apart from maybe Pierre Gasly, perhaps. But he took he's taken that Aston Martin, which has proven to be probably the third quickest car on the grid now. And he thrashed it. He, um, whilst it was a quite a quiet race, I think he dropped down the order. There was some to, great overtakes. Yeah, there was some amazing overtakes. I think it was up I the inside of, of Russell Ham- or Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Um, Hamilton at the um, at the court at the what was it? The hairpin? No, it's not. It's, it's not a hairpin. It was the um, 
Yeah, the, the, the sharp left hand. I think it's yeah, leading on to the, the DRS straight. Yeah. That was an amazing move. And he got the DRS, and Lewis couldn't fight back. And then we started looking at the um, time between him and him and um, Sainz, and we we definitely saw those the time the time come down yeah. substantially. His pace was absolutely incredible. He ended we, up overtaking the Ferrari. Overtaking the Ferrari after an incredible battle. But I, I do think what we have to understand is that there is um, there is one thing we must understand. Whilst whilst Alonso drove phenomenally, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him, if Leclerc didn't DNF um, due to a, another engine failure, let's hope uh, Ferrari can get on top of that. But I don't think he. I think Leclerc was too far forward um, from the beginning. But Alonso, great race pace, great. Um, Great, great keeping it, yeah, and uh, maintaining his tyres so that he had them towards the end. But that is all that we got time for. So um, please, uh, if uh, please listen to our other um, episodes, and we will try and get an episode on uh, livery ratings. That's quite a popular one, uh, certainly from last year. Uh, that Mercedes is lovely, by the way. Um, and that and that Alfa Romeo is awful. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, it's, it's beautiful. Awful. It's beautiful. It, it it's is beautiful. Awful. But um, that is all we've got time for. Thank you very much. This has been Thomas and James for the Box Box Podcast.